Welcome to Chad Gets High and Talks About His Commander Decks. My name is Chad. I'm going to get high and talk to you about my favorite commander deck. I want to thank my friends Paul and Sage for coming on the last two episodes. I hope to have them back. Sage has a Gishoth deck, and I have a Gishoth deck, and I think we would have fun comparing them. I'm also hoping to have a few other friends on. Maybe. I'm hiding out in South Carolina for the quarantine. I'm getting eaten alive by the gnats. Like, literally eaten alive. I have so many bug bites. It's, uh, I'm starting to look like something from an early David Cronenberg movie. But we're going to persevere and continue this lockdown. And hopefully we get through this generation-defining event. Um, hopefully for the better. I mean, not really, but you know what I mean. Hopefully something will come out of this good because all this shit is terrible. Anyway, tonight I'll be smoking some, um, yeah, some more, some more LA chocolate. That's what I got with me. And talking to you about my Gerard Golgari Lich Lord deck. So before I get talking, I'm going to go, you know, do the thing. So I just had a pretty <coughs> gnarly hit outside. So we'll see how quick it's going to take to get to me. This is the first commander deck that I built with no advice, no net decking. Saw the card and I said, hey, I can do that. And I built the deck. I've had it for a long time. It's gone you know, through a lot of changes and gotten more powerful. It's a pretty powerful deck. I love Golgari. Uh, I know I talked a couple weeks ago about how much I love Is it, and I do. But Golgari is my um, happy place. Sacrificing creatures, reanimating things from the graveyard. I am personally responsible in my old playgroup for everyone running more graveyard hate than they maybe should. Uh, I love this deck. This Oh, I should say, this is my 96% foil deck. Two of the cards in the 99 don't have foils. One of the cards in the 99, the foil is like $600. So, And my commander is an artist proof, so not foil. Uh, from Commander 15, but it's uh, signed by artist Eric Duchamp on the front. And on the back, he did a sketch portrait of Gerard for me, signed by him. So my Commander is not foil like the rest of the deck, but it's this nifty little sketch. I'll put a picture of it maybe in the show notes or something. Can I even do that? I don't know. Oh, I should read Gerard. Gerard Golgari. So anyway, there's three non-foil cards in the deck and we'll get there. But this is my number one deck. This is my, uh, if I have to get rid of all of my decks, this is the one I keep. Well, this one in Yuriko. But anyway. Gerard Golgari Lichward costs black, black, green. <laughs> Gerard Golgari Lichlord costs black, black, green, green. For a legendary creature, zombie elf, which is pretty metal. He's a 2-2. Gerard, Golgari Lichlord, gets plus one, plus one for each creature card in your graveyard. And then for one, a black and a green, sacrifice another creature. Each opponent loses life equal to the sacrificed creature's power. Each opponent is always something you want to see on a card in Commander. Third ability is you may sacrifice a swamp and a forest to return Gerard from your graveyard to your hand. So you want to put stuff in your graveyard. It's a toolbox deck. It's what we want to call a value deck. Gerard doesn't care what... Creatures are in your graveyard just their creatures, so you might as well have the creatures do something. The philosophy is if you can do it on a creature, even if it's worse than it would be on another card type, play the creature. This deck currently, and the number goes back and forth a little bit, right now I'm at a cool 49 creatures. 50 with Gerard. This deck wants to dump a bunch of shit in the graveyard, use that value, reanimate things, all the while moving towards... Gerard to come into play. Gerard is usually one of the last cards I cast, if not the last. His first ability does make him a viable source of commander damage. And I have done that many times, and that is one of the ways this deck wins. But usually, you're building up your graveyard, you're getting value, you're outvaluing the table, and then eventually you play a, cre a huge creature that you can sack the Gerard to end the game. Or a couple of mid-sized creatures, I guess. Each opponent loses life equal to that creature's power. Each opponent... Maybe that's why I like both Gerard and Yuriko were like my two favorite decks. Is like, I don't have to worry about who I'm hitting. <laughs> I can just, all I, have, I just have to do a certain amount of damage. It doesn't matter to whom. 
So anyway, we're gonna go through Gerard here. Uh, this deck costs, without all of my upgrades, still around a grand, maybe. In my version, it says Card Kingdom would charge you about 2,400 bucks. EDH is an expensive game. Magic's an expensive game. EDH is a more expensive game. There are, some of us are addicts. You know, there are worse things to be addicted to, I guess. But still, I know that's way too much money for a stack of fucking cardboard. While, you know, vintage players laugh at me. I've taken out the basic lands. We have four forests and two, three, four, five, six, seven swamps. They are Golgari Swarm, Ravnica foil Japanese promo lands. I don't know how else to explain them, but they're ones that, they're foil Japanese Ravnica lands that have uh, in the in the text box uh, on uh, either sides of the mana symbol, they have a, a Golgari little symbol and a Golgari, and it says the Golgari Swarm. Um, Gerard is the Golgari Lich Lord. These lands are probably, I, don't, I think they're like 20 bucks a pop. I've been, I collected them slowly over time. Um, as part of the foiling, and I just I just love that they're Golgari lands. There are you know there are Golgari forests, but they're also Gruul forests and Selesnia forests. So it took a while, and they're not cheap to track down all these. But there's my basic lands. Not a lot of basic lands, I know. It seems a little. What is it? I just said eleven. Eh, I don't know. It's okay. It's a little low, I guess, for some people. Not for me. I like to live on the edge. Keeps me on the edge. Where I gotta be. What's that from? Oh, it's some heat. That's heat. That's Pacino. Keeps me sharp on the edge. Where I need to be. Where I gotta be. I don't remember. It's a terrible Pacino. Alright, fine. Oh, and the average CMC is um, 3.65. Just fine. Alright, would you like to cut? Let us start with Death Render. Four mana, some people don't know this, so it's four mana for an equipment. Equipped creature gets plus two, plus two, don't care. It equips for three. No, wait, it equips for, yeah, for two, three? Well, it's a little, the light's a little in here, and I didn't remember reading the glasses. But it says, whenever equipped creature is put into a graveyard from play, you may put a creature card from your hand into play and attach Death Render to it. I have so many creatures in this deck that want to die, and I have so many creatures in the deck it's really in so many ways to sacrifice them that it's it's an it's just a great way to filter through cards. It's a great way to cheat mana, cheat creatures into play, and it goes really well with another powerful card that will be coming up. Zulaport Cutthroat. Cutthroat is you know just a handy card to have to gain some life, and and this deck has an infinite combo package, like four cards that I have set aside that I, I don't always run, um, but I have. That's a, it's a Woodfall Primus Malira, um, and uh, a wood, it's a Woodfall Primus Malira Viscera Seer combo type thing, you know, a couple Persist cards. And uh, there's a little Port Cutthroat is part of that. Sir Conrad the Grim. I think this is the fourth deck I'm running Sir Conrad in, including my Sir Conrad deck. I fucking love this guy. Whenever another creature dies, or a creature card is put into a graveyard from anywhere other than the battlefield, so if opponent, if anyone discards a creature, or or mills a creature, or a creature card leaves your graveyard, that clause only works for you. But uh, yeah, Sir Conrad, he's awesome. He, he he kills people. I mean, he kills people dead. We'll talk more about him when I get to his deck. Life from the Loam. When I started building this deck, I didn't know what Dredge was. I had missed it the first time round, and when I got a hold of a Golgari Grave Troll, I said, well, shit. So this is a foil, what's that, Master Set, Final Masters, Ultimate Masters? And, um, you know, the dredge cards are a way to get cards in your graveyard, and that's what I'm trying to do. Entomb. This is um, a Amonkhet Invocation. I don't really like those. I like this one because it's it's Egyptian theme and entomb and mummies and I think the art's dope, but and, and I like it. I'm glad I have it in here. But 
Don't t- don't let anybody tell you the expeditions look good up close. They don't. the The typeface is terrible. I don't know what the fuck they were thinking. If they were gonna make cards with new art, but make the name of the card unreadable, it's so bad, and it doesn't look much better in person. Even, and and that's not even you know. I, yeah, my old man eyes now, but still, dumb. Corpse connoisseur, five mana zombie that. Uh, entombs a creature it also has unearth so if you mill it you can still use it Keswick cage rakers one of my favorite ways to win this of course is a 3-4 that when it attacks you put a 2-2 green wolf creature token onto the battlefield tapped and attacking for each creature card in your graveyard so late game it can make a huge army uh, if you can give them some kind of evasion which I can this can be you know, it's, it's a pretty deadly way to finish off the game. High Market, Mercadian Masks Foil, High Market. I'm going to be bragging on some cards. Not bragging, but like I'm going to be pointing out some of the, you know, the cooler foils, you know. And this is a nice Mercadian Masks Foil, High Market. Krav the Unredeemed. Obviously, I'm not running Regna, but Krav's ability to just pay a black and sacrifice as many creatures as you want and draw that many cards and gain that much life and then make him big, like, that you can then sack to Gerard or something. It's so good. Stinkweed Imp. Stinkweed Imp. I like the Imp. You know, three mana for a 1-2 flyer, dredge four. And whenever it deals combat to a creature, it just, you destroy it. So kind of death touch, fake death touch. Uh, you know, great dredger, classic. And also, um, and also uh, just, you know, a really good blocker in the early game. This deck can get off the slow starts. And Stink Lead Up is a good way to hold the ground down. Spring Bloom Druid, I like this one. You know, this is Harrow on a creature. But I'm not going to run, but this deck doesn't have Harrow in it, but it has Spring, Spring Bloom Druid. Protean Hulk. I'm not running, at least not right now, any kind of infinite combo with it. But just, I've gone, I've done it to go get like Spring Bloom Druid and Wood Elves before. You know, just a value play. And, you know, can do some cooler things later in the game. Sakura Tribe Builder, you know, it's just, you know, it's, it's rampant growth that puts a creature in your graveyard. Splinter Fright. Okay, Splinter Fright is, first of all, on its way out. Um, Splinter Fright is a green two for a, uh, an elemental, a star star elemental. Sorry, <laughs> I'm also trying to look up his, uh, his replacement here. And, um. Because he's about to get uh, kicked to the curb in a few weeks. We've got uh, what are our gold cards. So, uh, where are you, you sexy bitch? Where are you? Come on, where are you? No, don't, don't. It's riveting, huh? Chad tries to find a card on Mythic Spoiler. Oh, there it is. Okay. All right. Sexy. All right. So, Splinter Fright. <laughs> Two and a green for an elemental is a star star. It's trample. And then its power and toughness are equal to the number of creature cards in your graveyard. And then at the beginning of your upkeep, put the top two cards of your library into your graveyard. I have a few of these creatures that are, you know, power and toughness equal to the cards in your graveyard. They are, you know, you want to put cards in your graveyard. And um, so, Splinter Fright is basically... You know, it's a it's a way to win the game. It's just a big dumb thing for um, Gerard to sacrifice, and its mill ability is okay. It makes it not bad in the early game to kind of get the graveyard going, and not bad in the late game because he's a big fucker. This deck can survive. Well, we'll get to it, but uh, and, and, never mind. Don Treader Elk ramp that puts itself in the graveyard. You're, you will hear that a lot. Bloodstained Mire. The Getrog Monster. My friend Amanda and I opened this. I think she opened it when we were doing a two-headed pre-release for whatever set this was. Uh, um, uh, Return to Innistrad, right? Yeah. Um, I love oh, the Gitron monster. Is so great. Everybody knows him. I mean, I mean, he's got a fucking arm hanging out of his mouth. And he's just great. Baron Moore. Shiny Onslaught Baron Moore. I don't run Cycling Lands as much as I used to, but in, in a deck with Dredge, they're very good. Because you can use them to dredge at instant speed. Yeah, I, I said I don't run them very much. But in a, in a deck where not only can I use them to dredge, I also have ways to recur them from the graveyard. 
you know, at least put them in the play from the graveyard. So Vampiric Tutor. <sighs> so pretty. Uh, yeah, Vampir Vampiric Tutor. Vampiric Tutor, wow. Is actually pretty good. <laughs> of course, it's pretty good. Is also good for putting a creature on the top of your deck before you dredge. You know, like if you want a particular creature, it can, you know, when you have a, a dredger in the graveyard, it can be a way to, you know, it can be another entomb, <laughs> basically. Fauna Shaman. Survival of the fittest on a stick. Uh, great card. Again, toolbox, right? Toolbox. Marin of Clan Parnell Toth. People, when they see this deck, sometimes ask me why I don't have a Marin deck. Well, first off, I had this deck before there was Marin. And then, of course, everyone was playing Marin because Marin is so good. It even became a competitive deck. So, this deck, if you put Marin on top of this deck, if you swapped Gerard and Marin, it would play pretty well. In fact, I've done it. It plays pretty well. It's not optimized for Marin. Marin wants creatures to die. Gerard doesn't care how they get there. He just wants them in the graveyard. So, but uh, this one is um, signed and altered by Justin Parnell of Commander Versus. This is his dream woman. Uh, he changed it to Clan Parnell Toth, signed it, and put a little heart around Marin's face at uh, SCG Con. Back when there were cons. Svogthos the Restless Tomb. Junkland. Taps for a colorless, but uh, one, Svogthos is the home, like the, the home base of the Golgari. And it taps for a colorless, or you can pay three and a black, and until end of turn, it becomes a black and green plant zombie creature with this... With uh, power and toughness equal to the number of creature cards in your graveyard. So it becomes a, a zombie that is the same size as your Splendor Fright. So this is a way... Okay, so imagine this late in the game. And the board's been blown up a few times. And your hand's been picked apart or you're, or you're just running out of gas. Swalkthos is sitting there in your lands. If you have a bunch of creatures in your graveyard, you can just play your commander and animate Swagthos. You know, it's it's part of a win that's just on board making you mana most times in most games. Ruminop Excavator. You know, Crucible Worlds on a Creature. Uh, I don't have Crucible. I may have Crucible in here. Do I have Crucible in here? No, I don't have Crucible. Uh, I don't have Crucible in here, so. Oh, I totally forgot. Fuck. Splinter Fright. <laughs> uh, Splinter Fright is going away because it is being replaced by Fiend Artisan from the new Ikoria set. Fiend Artisan is two costs, uh, two hybrid black mana. It's a 1 1 nightmare. It gets plus 1 plus 1 for each creature card in your graveyard. So it's actually a little bigger than Splinter Fright. And then it has X and a hybrid black to tap it, which sacrifice another creature, search your library for a creature card with converted mana cost X or less, put it into the battlefield, then shuffle your library only as a sorcery. It's it's kind of a slow, um, you know, it's kind of a, a much slower, fairer birthing pod. So this got spoiled. It's a mythic. <laughs> and this got spoiled, and I was automatically like, and I was like, no, I, I need that for, for Gerard. And then... I think this is going to be the chase, the chase mythic of the set, and that sucks because the foil is going to be expensive, and I'm going to have to wait probably. And because of how I'm all in on this fucking deck, like I don't even want to buy a non-foil one. <laughs> can't break that. I just can't. That shiny bitch is going to be in my deck one day. I'm just saying, card is dope. Anyway, I got it. excavator. Yeah. Okay. Um. Priest of the Forgotten Gods, signed by Zach Stella. Pretty recent card. It's a um, um, Phyrexian Tower that draws you a card. Oh, that's pretty dope. Soul Ring. All right, I never, I didn't used to run Soul Ring in here. Soul Ring, so I didn't used to run Soul Ring in here. 
because I didn't have a foil and didn't want to pay for a foil. But, and, and, and honestly, that got by fine without it. It doesn't really need one. It's fairly color intensive. But then I went to Command Fest Seattle and I got the foil promo signed by Mark Tedden. Where was I going to put my shiny soul ring but in my shiny deck? Dread Presence. Love this card. Probably talked about it. Yeah, talked about it with Villas. It's not... I'm running a few other decks too. Just a great draw engine. It's not as good in here. There are only seven swamps. Well, I mean, nine swamps. But, you know, I have an Urborg and it's out a lot. So once I have Urborg in play, it's a really good, very versatile card. Viscera Seer. Signed by Jason Stinko. John Stinko. That's right, John Stinko. Jason Felix, John Stinko. Uh, sacrifice a Creature and Scry 1. Classic sack outlet. Land of War Waste, signed by Rob Alexander. Disciple of Bolas. I've probably talked about it before, but especially in a sacrifice deck and a deck that can recur things. Um, I, I didn't finish. Did I finish talking about Marin? <laughs> anyway, uh, Marin could be the commander, but the deck's not built for her, and she's really good in the deck. There are some times where she comes out early and takes over the game, and I kind of like that's why I, she's not my commander. Uh, you know, she's. <laughs> Wow, all right. Disciple Bolas, draw cards. <laughs> Sacrifice them. Uh, Dread Return, one of the most broken reanimation spells. I've never... I don't know. I, ha I have paid the four mana to do it, but usually I'm sacking three creatures to bring something huge back. Command Tower, shiny, shiny promo. Birthing Pod, yeah. Great card. We all know Birthing Pod, one of my favorite cards. I love the art. I love how it looks like a fucking Geiger painting or something. And uh, this deck has a pretty... Again, with 49 creatures, you find plenty of creatures along all CMCs. So, Birthing Pot is always powerful. There's never nothing. There's never nothing. There's never nothing I want to go get. There's never... I always want to go get something. Sidisi, Undead Vizier. She's the perfect example of the kind of... of the She's the ideal creature for this deck. She has, she's a creature in play. She's also a creature in the graveyard. She also does something in play. She's got death touch, a four, six death touch. So that's viable. I mean, that's really, that's really good. She also either can put herself or another creature into the graveyard. Another thing you want to be able to do. And then, of course, the last ability, you, you get to Demonic Toot or something. Sidisi's awesome. And she is the perfect example of the type of creatures you want in a deck like this. Journey to Eternity. Okay, not a creature, but this card has won me games. Flat out. Uh, its front side is good. You know, I mean, there are other cards like it, of course, but the front side of... Um, you know, when a enchanted creature dies, return to the battlefield under your control and then return and then transform this, but you get the double trigger on the creature. And then try not to say trigger too much, but this deck has a lot of enter the battlefield effects. Uh, and then turns into adds all the Cave of Eternity, which of course taps for a man of any color, but then three black green and tap it return target creature card from your graveyard to the battlefield. They don't exile, they don't go away, they don't uh, go, they don't, they don't leave at end of turn. You can do it at instant speed. Card is bonkers. Cabal Coffers. FM, FNM promo. I mean... It's honestly not great in here. Right now, the only card that can really abuse a whole lot of mana is maybe Sir Conrad. But, it, I mean, you can never have too much mana. You know, drawing this early feels bad in this deck. But, uh, I don't know. I got a shiny one. What the fuck? What? You know? Massacre Worm. One of my favorite creatures. One of my favorite foils. I have so many good memories of Massacre Worm. Massacre Worm also, as I learned, <laughs> I was, um, 
I was playing my Locust God deck one time. Go back about three weeks. And no, I know you listen to it. I mean, come on. Why wouldn't you want to listen to me? Jesus Christ. I'm getting like... I'm getting more listeners per week, per episode, than I have friends. So someone out there is listening. And that's fucked. Because this is not... I wouldn't listen. Anyway. Uh, Massacre Worm. And also, uh, my friend Aaron, who this is like one of his favorite cards as well. He had a Protean Hulk in play and a High Market. And I was doing, you know, I was doing Locust God shit. And when I went to attack, he sacked the Protean Hulk and got Massacre Worm and just wrecked me. And it felt so good. Uh, I will never in my life complain about losing a Massacre Worm. I love it too much. I just want to cast a writer replication on it and destroy every magic player that ever lived. I love Masker One. Hot damn. Night Howler. Uh, signed by Nils Ham. Hum. I think it's, it's like this Hum. Probably I met him. It's probably Hum. This is the one that uh, it's just like a Splinter Fright or a Fiend Artisan, but it also has Bestow. It's actually really good in here. It's also the number of creature cards in all graveyards. So this can come in pretty big, but if you can bestow it onto something, you know, bestow it onto Splinter Fright, and then you sack it, Nighthower comes down and lands, and it's still there to be sacked, and it's still huge. It's actually one bigger now. Farhaven Elf, underplayed card. I mean, it's, it's not as good as a Wood Elves, but it's close. Hey, look, Wood Elves. Maybe I didn't shuffle this well enough. Anyway, Wood Elves is awesome. This is a DCI promo. And uh, with, with Sweetheart, Rebecca, who was that? Fuck my eyes, you know? Like, it's just uh, something. Oh, Robert. I don't know. Look it up. Fuck it. Look it up. Gravebreaker Lamia. New guy. I don't have a lot of spells I can cast from my graveyard, but it entombs. It, it's a better effect than. Um, so so corpse kind of sword just gets a creature. But this gets any card, and that's important in certain cases. It, it most likely dread return. Or life from the loam would be probably the two non-creatures you would go for. Woodland Cemetery. All right, that's halftime. How are we doing over here? I hope this sounds okay. I'm not so sure it's gonna. Like, I'm not so sure it's gonna. Let me go top off a little. Pretty gone already. But um, I'm gonna go top off. So hold tight. Hello, how's bad as this sound? All right, I'm back. I want it. I'm afraid it's going to sound shitty, and that my deck, my episode about my favorite deck, is going to sound shitty now. I'm getting a little paranoid. I wonder how that happened. Our president's a murderer. Anyway, second half. Um, Dryad, Dryad Arbor. Great land is also a creature. Yes, I have the. From the vault, one that looks like an actual forest that people hate. In my defense, the other one's a lot more expensive. And also, I always play it up with the creatures and not with the lands. Always. Bayou. Revised Bayou, signed by Jesper. Living Death. Um, living Death. It's one of the major... It's a win condition in the deck in the sense that if I get a if I cast it, I'm probably gonna win. But it's not what wins. But if I can a lot of times I want creatures in my graveyard, I want Gerard to be big, I want to create you know, things like that. But Living Death, sometimes it's it's better to have them all in play. Because having 20 creatures in play is uh uh, pretty good and all of them with enter the battlefield effects 
pretty good. So if I resolve a nice meaty living death, that's gross meaty living death. That's like a fucking misfit song. I'm sorry if you can hear my computer. It's fucking humming like a mystic over here. Anyway, living death, great. That was a dark crystal reference. Nurturing peatland, awesome. Again, with especially in a deck that has Ruminop. Rumin, rum, card that word that Ruminop. Every once in a while, they they throw a word out. I mean, it's, they're not like they're not as bad as Star Wars. Every once in a while, they throw a word out there. Ruminop. Ruminop. Urborg, Tomb of Yogmoth, uh, box topper, Ultimate Masters. Cryptgast goes pretty well with the Urborg. I wish they'd hang out more often when I was, you know, playing. But yeah. Castle Lothwain, full art foil. Uh, just a great way to draw some cards. You know what I mean? These, these, these castles, if you have any, if you have any need for the effect, and drawing cards isn't pretty much an effect you need, and you have any decent number of swamps, but this is not the worst thing to come to play tapped. It's not like the common ones, but the uncommon ones, mystic, whatever mystic sanctuary that fucked up nonsense card is, but those you only get the ability, you only get the ability if they come into play untapped. The castles, if they, you know, you play a castle on turn one, it's not a big, that's not the biggest deal. But I love Castle Lockwood. Of course, I'm. It's paying life to draw cards, so I'm predisposed. All right. Oh, I get. <laughs> Jesus Christ! I'm just skipping shit over. Uh, Bayou was my first uh, non-foil that we hit. If anyone finds a foil Bayou, I'm listening. But so <laughs> just wow. Um, I haven't done this on my own in a while. Okay, fuck off. Survival of the fittest. Not also not a foil. Now the foil to this, the judge foil of this is so fucking expensive it's in that range of expensive where oh i'm gonna buy it one day i just i haven't got there yet but uh mine is signed by, signed by pete venters in nice blood red that's how he likes to sign his survivals in red uh he told me and um yeah obviously uh, a kill on site card for my opponents uh lets me run away with the game lets me while filling up my graveyard for my win condition, it lets me go get things I need to handle everything else. Whether it's ramp or card draw or removal, it's just, you know, it's a one mana green tutor to go get any creature out of your deck while filling up my graveyard. It is the perfect card for this. I will get a judge foil one day. But uh, that day is not today, nor is it tomorrow. Ravenous Chupacabra, awesome. Used to run Shriek Maw. I have, listen, black is awesome, and a lot of people play black. So I don't like playing cards that say don't destroy target non-black creature, okay? Shriek Maw is fucking awesome. And it's awesome in this deck because it only casts two mana, it costs mana, two mana, and it puts it in the graveyard, but I've had it, and it, I know I'm mumbling, but um, it puts it in your graveyard. But, um, like, uh, I was like, but yeah, Street Maw is great. But I've had it stuck on my hand before because what I wanted to kill was black. Because I said again, black is awesome. Lord of Extinction. This is a card that has come in and out. It's out for a long time because it's just, you know, some people may not know. I mean, if you're a friend of mine, you know. Lord of Extinction's power and toughness are equal to the number of cards in all graveyards. This thing comes down and it's just fucking huge. I didn't. It feels a little. It's 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 an auto win pretty much. With Gerard. even if this is the one way I can survive, like a Bajuka Bog or something, right? You know, the way I. This, okay, here's how I justify this Lord of, Lord of Extinction. One, it's a box topper, so it's real cool looking, and two. It's my way to win. If I, it's a way to win. Yes, when I have my when my graveyard's full, when my when my graveyard's full, but also it's also a way to win. When my graveyard's not full, maybe exiled, but my opponent's graveyards aren't full, and so he's a big creature that I can sack to draw. But uh, 
He's been in or out, depending on how saucy I'm feeling. Thrashing Brontodon, awesome card. Sacrifice it, you know, it's a nice chunky body, and then you sack it to destroy an artifact or an enchantment. I just replaced uh, I replaced this, uh, Reclamation Sage. Yeah. I know Rex Sage is great, but this puts itself in the graveyard for only one more mana. Golgari Grave Troll, classic. Dredge card, Abandoned Modern. Dredge 6. I mean, Dredge 6 is a lot. Fuck, my computer just sounds like a fucking jetliner taking off. Turn the fan down. Maybe I'll do a pretty decent job in post and filter it out and you won't even hear it. And you'll be like, what the fuck is he talking about, fan? Yagamaya Granger is a Farhaven Elf with Echo, which means it's better than Farhaven Elf in this deck because it, it goes and gets me land and then it just gets out, out of the way and dies. I've never paid its Echo cost. Caustic Caterpillar. I was, I was ahead on this card. I don't brag about much, but I'll brag about this common. <laughs> I don't brag about much. That's funny. Um, and it's a uh, Caustic Caterpillar is a one mana one one. And then you pay two to sack it and destroy artifact or enchantment. It is great. It is the same price as a Rex Age. It gets around Torpor Orb effects. You can fire it off on turn two. World Shaper. Lost to a World Shaper last time I played Paper Magic. And yeah, it's Splendor Reclamation on a creature. It also mills a little bit, so it's nice, but you know, uh, one of the plays you can do in this deck is a nice big World Shaper turn to get all your lands into play. Ash Farrens. Nissa Vastwood Seer. I don't know. Uh, I get to play planes I get to play two planeswalkers in this deck. But they're still creatures when they're dead. So, and uh, this is one of them, and she draws you some cards. You know, she gets your land, she draws you some cards, uh, and this is a good card. Oh, and right behind her, uh, Liliana, heretical healer. You know, Liliana, she's easy to flip, and uh, the zombie's nice, and she she's a source of reanimation. Twilight Mire, signed by Rob Alexander. Damnation. So the player's reward, full art, textless foil. Maybe it shouldn't be in here, but I didn't have another deck for it, and it's it's pretty. Worm Coil Engine. It's a promo. Game day promo. Or pre-release promo. Um, it's not the most synergistic card in the deck, although, you know, the when it dies... You get stuff reanimating. This is really nice, but uh, you know, one it's it's um I like this uh, I like the foil version of this card, and uh, I think it's the foil's pretty, and it also is um you know it's just a it's just a great creature. But I do now I think about it, I do wonder exactly why I run one coil engine, but I think it's just because I like it, you know, which is is fine. Murderous writer foil uh showcase or whatever they call them so you know it has swift end right which is destroy target creature or planeswalker you 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 lose one light two you lose two <laughs> oh stoned in south carolina um anyway it's a hero's downfall uh and then it's a two three lifelinker so it's it's uh it's it's a way to have kill spells in the deck while keeping it a creature. Uh, it does have the problem when it dies, put it into the bottom of its owner's library, but that's okay. I, I need this, uh, you know, it's just a good piece of removal that counts as a creature. Plague Crafter. Uh, sorry, Merciless Execution. No, so, uh, sorry, uh, Flesh by Marauder, but... I'm not a zombie tribal deck, so this is way better. Filth. Uh, Mirage Foil, signed by Thomas Baxa. As long as Filth is in your graveyard and you control a swamp, creatures you control have Swamp Walk. With this in Urborg, it makes 
all your creatures unblockable. You'll, as I said earlier, when I was talking about Shriek Maw, which was probably a waste of time, but when I was talking, this whole thing is a waste of time, Chad. When I was talking about Shriek Maw, um, I had a couple guys, I had a couple, couple downloads from in Sweden and New Zealand. So, ha. Uh, <laughs> uh, filth. Uh, it helps you kill people. Especially, it's really good with also with the Kessick Cage Breakers. Or just, uh, Volrath Stronghold. Okay, here it is. Non-foil number three. There is no such thing as a foil Volrath Stronghold. And I fucking love Volrath Stronghold. So, I think it's necessary for the deck. And I believe it's reserve list. So, I don't think I'm going to be seeing a... Maybe something will come out that I'll replace it with. And, and you know, I'll be closer. Frexian Tower. I've talked about it before. Field of Ruin. I've talked about it before. Razaketh the Foul-Blooded. I've probably talked about him before. He's great. He's a sack outlet and a tutor. He's awesome. I, I you know, I've even, I've hard cast him in here. I mean, I guess that's something to do with Cabal Coffers. But, you know, it's great. But he's, uh, you know, but, you know, reanimating him and then yeah, it gives. I mean, listen. Anybody who 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 resolves a Razaketh is real close to winning. At least they should be. So, Verdant Catacombs. It's a fairly new addition. Shiny. You know, I mean, shiny from uh, well, what was it? Uh, Modern Masters three. So it's not like an original. But. Agent of Erebos. Um, creature. You know. Uh, it's a 2-2 two, two for 4 with Constellation. Whenever Agent of Erebos or another enchantment enters the battlefield under your control, exile all cards from target player's graveyard. It's just a way to... It's graveyard hate. It's, you know, there's a few enchantments in here. Uh, and also, you know, so... Uh, but it's just a good way to take care of graveyards. Sadistic... Oh, boy. Hold on. I need to drink water for this one. Sadistic... I still fucked it up. Sadistic Hypnotist. Three black black for a 2-2 minion. Sacrifice a creature. Target player discards two cards from his or her hand. Play this ability only any time you can play a sorcery. This is a mean card. I'm not running Mind Slicer. I don't know which is worse. Overgrown Tomb. Expedition. My favorite dual land. Dryad of Elysian Grove. Uh, this is obviously a new one uh, from Eldraine. Is there a... I don't... If there's a showcase version of it, I don't have it yet. This is just a regular foil. Uh, you can play an additional land on your turns and lands you control or every basic land in addition to our other... It's, you know, Prismatic Omen. Um, you know, it's a, it's a good way to, uh, to get some lands into play. And it's uh, good with dread, dread, dread presence. Eternal witness. Woe Strider. Woe Strider. <laughs> Woe Strider. <laughs> There's the battlefield. I create an O1 goat token. Uh, sacrifice a creature. Scry one, and then you can escape it. You know, it's a, it's a, it's another viscerseer. Uh, it's a visceral that costs two more, but you know, comes with a sack target. You know, so, solemn, solemn simulacrum, uh, masterpiece version with the cool darken art that I love. That looks like again, looks like kind of like a Geiger painting. I'll get there. I'm getting there. I promise I'll get there. Coke Show, the Evening Star. Um, Coke Show's real gross in here. You use it to, um, you sack it to Gerard. Everybody loses five from Coke Show dying, and then they lose another five from Coke Show's ability, and you gain 15. And, you know, Coke Show loops are a way to win with this deck, you know. Uh, reanimating Coke Show every turn or every whatever is a way to, you know, like Merit and Coke Show and Gerard is just, you know. Uh, reanimate box topper reanimate great card tainted wood also signed by Rob Alexander Ooh, getting close to the end uh, tranquil thicket onslaught foil Dakmore salvage 
you know, it's a land that dredges. Blooming Marsh. Um, acidic Slime. I don't know what this is, some kind of promo acidic slime, but you know. Duplicant. I love duplicant. Just as a as a just a hard removal spell. Bajuka bog. And la Oh! <laughs> okay. I'm gonna I'm gonna point this out. This is I did not do this on purpose. I'm way too high to do this on purpose. The first card that I talked about was back way back in like I don't know, three hours ago, was uh, Death Render. And the last card in the deck is Greater Good. So this is the closest that this build has to, uh, you know, uh, being able to kind of just go off. Greater Good is green, green, and two. Sacrifice for an enchantment. Uh, nah. Okay, so I have a ninth edition black bordered foil of Greater Good. That is pretty, you know, pretty nice. This Battle Bond Greater Good has a quote from Gerard on it. And so while this one is a lot cheaper, I'm running this one for flavor. If I wanted to be more showy, I would run the Black Border, uh, the ninth edition Black Border foil. Greater Good and Death Render let you draw most of your deck. Draw cards with Death, draw, you know, have a creature on Death Render, sack to Greater Good, draw all the cards, and then from the amongst the cards in your hands, you can put some, something on Death Render that you can then sacrifice to Greater Good and just go through all your decks. I don't really have a payout for going through all my deck, except for Gerard, Splinter Fright, things like that. I thought about, I have a foil, see I have a, um, actually in a couple weeks Paul and Sage call them squirrel boxes, but I have, you know, little boxes that say, um, little boxes that have my, um, they have like 20, 30 extra cards for some of my decks that could go in there. And so I have an, a whole box that's just full of foil Golgari cards. And Mortal Combat is in there, which is an enchantment that says that if you're upkeep, if you're bringing your upkeep, if you have 20 cards in your graveyard, you win the game. I generally shy away from those cards, but I may, I may, I may try it. Um, so, but this lets me dig real deep, get to what I need. And, um, you know, eventually just find a way to kill everybody. Uh, here's why sometimes when people play against this deck, they feel like I win out of nowhere. That I just cast my commander and win. But the my commander is in the command zone. I'm doing everything in front of you. This deck is not subtle. There are some cool interactions, but it's not subtle. I want to... I played at the uh, uh, Eldritch Moon pre-release. No, it was Eldritch Moon just draft. No, pre-release. No, draft. And my opponent had... Uh, I started playing an opponent in like the second round. I forget what my deck was. It had blue in it. And... He was doing shit, and every card he played was trying to get his own stuff into the graveyard. Every card, almost every card he played was just, even no matter how bad, it was just a way to mill himself. And I was like, ah, shit, he has, um, <laughs> um, he has uh, Emrakul, right? The one that's reduced by the number of card types in your graveyard. It's like, he has Emrakul. Turns out he had Emrakul. And uh, he killed me, and then I sided in like three counter spells. I ended up beating, winning through an Emrakul. And in each of the two games after, he still cast Emrakul, and I still won. The key is to have shitty card is to counter it, and then have shitty cards in your hand. So that when he and, and, and no board states, <laughs> when he takes control of your turn, he can't really do anything, and he doesn't have a big creature anymore. That's how all of my wins went against him. Where did I get into that story? Um, oh, because, uh, yeah. Fuck. How did I? Oh, it's not subtle. That's right. You know, uh, I sit down and I start ramping and I start, you know, pitching shit in my yard. 
right? Just filling up my bin, and I do it in front of you, and you know Gerada's there, so, but uh, it's not out of nowhere. I'm, I'm being honest. This is what I'm going to do from turn one. This is going to be my goal. And I, I may find different ways to win, but they will all involve exploiting that. I have, at different times, run Rift Sweeper in the deck, which is a creature that, when it comes into play, green creature, uh, you can take a card from exile and shuffle it into your deck. I have, it's been in and out, and here's the problem, is I've never drawn it when I needed it, and I've always had it when I didn't. And it doesn't literally do anything, it's just a 1-1 one, one for 2. So... I haven't, uh, so I take it out and then maybe I get screwed by a, a ley line or something and then maybe I, maybe I get, and then maybe I get screwed by a ley line or something and then I put it back in. I, you know, I'm a big boy. I can survive UX on my graveyard twice. I have never looked on EDH rec at the Gerard deck, you know, like the cards on there. I just don't want to know. I'm sure it's very similar. Like, it's so pretty. Like, this castle lock pointing, by the way, these full art castles with the, you know. So, oh, the other thing, the other thing I can do is, uh, uh, like I said, if I, if I, um, uh, with a, with a protean hulk and a, uh, a birthing pod, I could sack the protean hulk. This is, well, no, this is if I add uh, a couple cards in the deck. And I can get Malira, Viscera Seer, Zulaport Cutthroat, and then with Birthing Pod, uh, going up this ladder, I can get the Woodfall Primus, and then I can blow up, I can just kill everybody. As usual, a link to the deck list will be in the show notes. Hope this is listenable. Uh, if it's not, I'm going to have to do it all over again, and that would suck. I don't know, maybe I... Um, Anyway, this sucks. Everything sucks right now. Um, this podcast is not infinite. I do not have an infinite number of commander decks, although we're not anywhere close to the end. But I'm also going to be starting up soon a new podcast. That is, if my friend and I pull it off right, a four to five year endeavor. Something near and dear to my heart. And I'll be talking about that later. One a little more commercially appealing, one a little more able to be appreciated by more people than the like 30 people who listen to this, which let me wrong, 30 people, 30 downloads for each episode is pretty, is, is, is more than I thought it would be. It's grown a little bit and you know, Sweden, so that's cool. Uh, yeah. Everybody have a good night. Antithesis Audio.